The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. excited are you right now Jalen Nye our guest in studio as he always is the last Wednesday of every month uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz with another edition of how does that make you feel which we still don't have music for <laughs> we're gonna we can do oh, we Halloween happy, we, did. But yep. we did have happy by Pharrell for ages oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right yeah it's uh, still in the file. Okay, well. Hey, everybody, meet Dr. Gans. Oh, yes, we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> Have we figured out how you watch that yet? Yeah, well, <laughs> someone will tell well, us. Well, we're here, so we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we pulled out a, a heavy today, mm. Gans, mm-hmm. uh, but it was one of those ones that we thought, okay, I'm not sure that we've tackled before, right. and it is something that people text in often about, mm-hmm. and that is infidelity and recovering from infidelity. Fidelity, and I guess um, yeah, I'm sure you see you deal with it regularly. I have, I have yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and it's one of you know, being Halloween, it's one <laughs> of the things that strikes fear into the hearts of anybody who is romantic in any way or in a relationship or whatever, right? We we tend to really fear. That's one of the big ones in relationships around you know it, what is going to happen. Can how, how do I know that this is going to be safe? Mm-hmm. How do I know that my heart's not going to be broken? And mm-hmm. you know, one of my fellow psychologists calls infidelity um, basically uh, you know basically cruelty or abuse uh, emotionally because it has such a devastating effect mm-hmm. on the person who's betrayed. Mm-hmm. Can we define infidelity though? Because uh, you know, I dated a girl one time. I'm not going to talk about. About my wife at all in this segment. I dated a girl one time who said uh, cheating was even thinking about cheating. Right. Um, and then there are those relationships that are open. Right. So is it possible to have infidelity in an open relationship? Yes. Okay. Right. How? Yeah. Because and you know that would be you know that's a pretty difficult thing to do, but people have done it, right? Because really infidelity is defined by the people involved in the relationship. There is no sort of objective definition of what that is. I mean, there's probably a research definition for people looking into it, but in terms of feeling or experience of it, it's really about the two people or however many people involved in the relationship mm-hmm. and, and what the rules of the relationship are. Where we get into trouble is when we don't have those rules very clearly or explicitly defined. So some of us may be playing by different rules. Okay. Because I've heard, you know, I've had conversations with people that said, you know, um, you know, watching pornography right. for once, and that that would be considered to some people maybe being. Um Cheating on them. Right. Emo- you talk about emotional right. cheating, about having a, a friendship that might go, might extend past what a normal friendship would be. Not not sexual, mm-hmm. but when you start trusting other people with your intimate details of whatever, right. that that could be cheating as well. It, for, so for you have people, to have the conversation. Yes. It's one of those ones, again, that you have to sit down and maybe... L- lay it out? Well, particularly where 
two individuals could have a completely different idea of what infidelity Absolutely. looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, there's there's kind of a societal idea. You have sex with somebody else when you're in a relationship. That's cheating, right? But yeah, those are great examples. I know it's new new information, <laughs> right? But but this is this is these all these other examples have come up. Mm. You know, you're spending a lot of time with your work wife or work husband, or do you know what I mean? Or some people, uh, you know, even looking at you know explicit videos, not even pornography, mm-hmm. just explicit. Mm-hmm. Of videos and having that, oh, she's hot or he's oh boy, ooh, right? Yeah. And that can feel like a betrayal to some people. But like in in the open relationship or or in polyamorous relationships, it's also breaking the rules. Now there are rules. Actually, um, when you have an open relationship, you actually have way more rules. More rules, yeah. <laughs> you actually have. How it's, so? it's way more explicit because in order to do, to, in order to have a relationship that is going to be healthy and last. You have to be very open and very upfront when you're dealing with being able to spend time with other people, especially sexually. So there are really explicit and direct ideas of how to do this. And yeah, there's a lot of leeway once you understand what those rules are, but you still have to stick with the rules, right? So if, Can if, you give me an example sure, of sure. a rule? I don't want to. Well, say I mean, I mean, the fact is, is that for our listeners, I'm not sure how many are in polyamorous right, relationships. Right. But so. that's why I want to sort of right. understand it a little bit. Like, would a rule be that you have to tell me that you're doing right. this? Or? Right. Yeah. Okay. That would, that would be kind of one of the rules, possibly. And it's not. That's not a like stated rule right, that everybody right. has to follow, right? But if if the people in the open relationship say, okay, you know what, it's fine. We can have sex with whoever we want, but only on a Tuesday. Right, and you have it on a Wednesday, right? It's like okay, that's breaking the rule. Or you know, we can do this, but we have to be honest. We have to let each other know up front, or let each other know after. Or you can only do these things. Or you know, uh, you've always got to use protection. Or, right, right, okay. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so there are ways to break the trust, which is really what the betrayal is. Mm-hmm. It's the breaking of the trust that the other person has put in, in into you and into the relationship. And so the, the you know the bottom line in healthy relationships is open, honest communication, and let's all play by the same rules. You'd have to totally, and you know, again, not to, you know, just be on this one point, but you'd have to really understand what each other believes to be yes. infidelity, though, because, you know, if if I was on, not me, if somebody was on a, a messaging site or, right. or, or social media or whatever and was uh, DMing somebody, right. um, their partner could see that, but you wouldn't foresee that that would even be a problem if you didn't see it that way. Right. Well, and I think, you know, the the basis of a healthy relationship is that understanding that we don't fully understand the partner we're with anyway, because that's sort of the the joy of being in a relationship with somebody is getting to know them over a lifetime, Mm -hmm. right? And so we don't always know, but if we have the idea that, okay, I don't know if this is crossing a line or not. I will do my best guess, but I'm also going to have that open, honest conversation with my partner. And if there is discomfort in their, on their end with this, let's talk about it. But really, you know, so let's talk about it means let's have a discussion. You tell me how you feel. Let me know why this hurt you. I don't understand. And if that's something I can change, I'm going to do it differently. That's not, you should have known better. And mm-hmm. how dare you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, 
so it's it takes both people to be reasonable and responsible here if you can have a reasonable and responsible and healthy relationship. So getting into um, a relationship, like for for example, you know, um, a committed relationship where there's no swinging, there's no polyamory, anything like that. That although those are also committed uh, relationships. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. That's I yeah. I should <laughs> thank you for correcting yeah. me because I've actually had guests on and we've talked about that. Yeah. And it's very committed. Very committed. Um, then then let's just say the old school thinking mm. uh, traditional, traditional relationships, relationship, which I think is is maybe not the right word as well, but um, in any relationship, um, oftentimes when we hear, oh, well, she cheated or he cheated, must not have been getting something at home, mm-hmm. must have been, you know, the reasons, all of that sort of thing. There could be a million and one different reasons mm-hmm. why a person cheats. It's just not one thing. It's not yeah. just sex. No, it's no. not just you know, um, you know, people forgetting your birthday, something like that. It's right. it's a scope. Right, right. There's there's many many reasons, many reasons, and you know, w- with with everything I've seen over the last whatever twenty five years or so that I've been doing this, it's it, to me it boils down to people not always understanding who who they are in themselves and understanding what it is they need clearly. Because if you don't understand who you are and what you need, how can you ask for it? How can you go out and get it in a healthy way? And so typically, not always, but typically, somebody is trying to fill a need in some way, whether it's attention, whether it's whatever it might be. And, and there are maybe healthier ways to do that. Do you think oftentimes it's a sexual need? It's a, it's a sexual thing? No. Like, I mean, sometimes it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's a sexual thing. Sometimes it's a, like, sometimes it is a revenge thing mm. because people are being hurt or people feel mm. um, left out or ignored. Or a lot of times I've seen lots of, like, um, and these typically are not the one-night stand type of affairs. These are more like the ongoing affairs. But a lot of times it's like, well, this, this person listens to me. You know, this person actually believes in me or this person, you <laughs> My know. My wife I mean? doesn't understand me. Right, right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's very easy for anybody, even in a loving, committed relationship, to have bumps and hills and valleys in their relationship. And sometimes if you don't know how to deal with that or if you don't have help to deal with that, it can turn into this situation where you get into a pattern that's really hard to get out of. And then somebody just, you know, we only have so much space in that container and then something has to break. You know, I really, you know, uh, well, I have this, I have this agreement with my wife. If something is, is not working, if I, for me, if I'm tempted to do anything outside of our relationship that we haven't agreed to, to me, that's not a, it's not, I don't, we don't see that as a shortcoming. We don't see that as a moral failure on my part or her part or whatever. What we see that uh, as is a symptom that we need to start looking at some stuff, right? If I start looking around, then it means that something, I'm not getting what I need somewhere, somehow, so I need to kind of figure out what that is and if there's some adjustment we need to make in our relationship. And so is it safe to bring that up in that way? Like that's an yep. immediate, yep. we're going to sit a, down and an talk about it? That's an agreement we have. That's an agreement we well, have. Well, it's safe in your house. Right, 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 safe. right. But, but again, but it's we, the yeah. rules you put it. in place. Right. We've built it that way through, you know, much blood, sweat, and tears and <laughs> therapy <laughs> to yeah. get there, right? But but it's, it's to that point. Because, you know, for me personally, I don't want to be a person who hurts somebody I love of in course. that way. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want that to happen. 
mistakes are made sometimes. Some we, we like well, let me ask you about that. Hurt people, yeah. and I know you not. want to talk about how to, and we will, how to mm-hmm. deal with infidelity when mm-hmm. it happens. But I want to talk about that. Is it always the best thing, in your opinion, mm-hmm. if a mistake is made, to tell your spouse <laughs> if it was a mistake, one that you right. regret, and you right. You know, in your mind, you know, it will never happen again. Does it? Does the good outweigh the bad? I, you know, I get that <laughs> question all the time, and I, you know, I used to ask my um, professors that when I was. Ah, in there you university. go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't, I don't know if there is a hard and fast yes or no. I'll give you my opinion. Sure. For me, I think it's best. I think it's best to tell. I think it's best to t- tell for a number of reasons. One, if I have done something, if I've made a mistake, and I, I have to carry that around. Now, now, one of my professors said it this way. Why should I burden somebody else and, and make them feel bad just so I could feel better? Okay? So that's one argument for mm-hmm. not, not talking, right? The, the, the counter argument I have is if I'm... If there is a secret that I have in my relationship with the person I'm supposed to be sharing my life with, now it depends on the the depth of the relationship, of course, right? If I have that, that means there's part of me that's blocked off from this person, so we're going to have a barrier to intimacy in that way. And I don't just mean sexual intimacy, I mean emotional intimacy. There's going to be a barrier there. There's going to be something in between us. I'm going to feel it. He or she may also feel something. But it's worse for them because they have no package to put it in. There's no box. Mm-hmm. They just know something's wrong. Right, right. And so I it kind of gnaws saying. at them and yeah. kind of eats at them. And then there's heaviness on my part. Something's brought up. I avoid it, or I act, start acting weird. And and so it can get it can get it can become a problem, right? And then if that person finds out, <laughs> then that's the, the 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 betrayal. Yeah, the yeah, hurt, yeah. the the depth of the damage, it's it's devastating, and the longer time goes on, the worse it is. Oh, there's no statute of limitations on this oh, confession. No. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's take a break here with Dr. Gans. Yeah, because, I have to text um, my wife anyway. So I think maybe next step in this is then how do we bring it up? Mm-hmm. How do we ta- how do we talk about it mm-hmm. if that is something that needs to be talked about? Dr. Gans here for your questions for some advice. Uh, you can uh, watch us right now on Facebook Live. You can text us questions there or at six thirty six thirty. I took my troubles down to Madame Ruth You know that gypsy with the gold cap too She's got a pack on 34th and Vine Selling little bottles of love potion number nine Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio this afternoon. You can watch us on uh, Facebook Live as well on 630 Ched's uh, Facebook page. Hi, everybody. It's nice to see you out there. Um, let us know. You can text us at 630-630. We've been talking about infidelity today and recovering from in- infidelity and know some people who have recovered very well from mm-hmm. infidelity, other people who can just simply never, ever get past it. Um, before the break, we got talking about to the point where, okay, someone finds out, someone decides to, to share that mm-hmm. uh, they have been um, unfaithful Faithful. How do you have that conversation, Gans? Oh, man. Well, look at first of all, it's extremely difficult. Do you know what I mean? It takes a lot of guts to be able to start the conversation if you're the person who made the mistake. And it takes a lot of strength and guts for the person on the receiving end, right? And and this is why building the foundation of your relationship on honesty and openness and trust and a support is so important because 
even you know, outside of fidelity, uh, infidelity, we naturally hurt the people we're closest to because we spend a lot of time with them by accident sometimes, sometimes on purpose, mm-hmm. but not not with any sort of long-term malice, right? So, excuse me, um, it is really, really important that when you start the conversation, you let the other person know, look, you know, I need to talk to you about something. I want you to know that I love you, I care about you, and I have hurt you. And I know this is this is this has hurt you and is going to hurt you. And then tell them what the deal is. Okay. It's also important to understand that when you do this, there is no guarantee that it's going to work out well for the relationship. There's also no guarantee or requirement that the other person forgive you or be able to move on, especially in the short term, okay? But again, my the way I roll with my own relationships and what I kind of work with clients on, I would rather have a relationship or no relationship that's built on honesty and the real stuff than to carry a relationship on and there be this secret between us. Two questions. Mm-hmm. If the conversation at that point, if you're fessing up mm-hmm. at, at this point and your partner says, I don't want to talk about this right now, flips out, whatever it mm-hmm. is, um, do, you, do you push to continue that? Do you allow them to come back when they are ready? Great question. You, you let them dictate this because this is about them. Actually, everything from that point on it's around this conversation is about them. So if they're not ready to talk about this, you go with their timeline, right? You, you can say, look, I know you don't have to forgive me. You don't have to talk about it right now. If you need time, whatever you need to do, but I owe it to you because I care. You know, it's a higher level of caring yeah. to just care about the other person and their well-being and wanting them to know the truth versus wanting things to go well for you. Here's my other question mm-hmm. on that front when it comes to asking questions. Are, are they allowed to continue asking mm, questions to the end of are time? Like how, how detailed and, and when does oh, it stop? Because eventually, I think you have to mm-hmm. move on. So the hurt party you're asking, can it, can the, can, how That's long right. can the hurt party continue to ask yeah. questions? Right? And, and how detailed? Right. So, it, so both, listen, in any relationship, it, we have to remember that both people have veto power. Mm. Okay. There's, we don't have to agree to stay together. Well, we don't have to agree to stay together. We don't have to agree that we're going to break up. One of us can say we're breaking up and we're done. Okay. So if you're the hurt party and you need to know stuff to help you understand what happened, to process it, to, uh, to, to get through it, to figure out any part you might have played in this or who your, your partner is and what, what they're about. If you're doing this to try to figure out what it is you need to figure out to get past it and to figure out if you can stay or not, then I think as long as that takes, that's okay. Mm. Now, when I say as long as that takes, I don't mean 10 years, okay? Um, it's important that for your own health that you probably talk to somebody as well like a psychologist or somebody like that to help you move through this because this is a very devastating thing Mm -hmm. but they will also help you to see you know at some point you got to figure out if you're staying or you're going and then um you know on this on the let's call it the person that made the mistakes side you also have a say you have a say to, to figure out how long you're willing to do this mm-hmm. for. And that's okay. Even though you're the one that made the mistake, you still have the right to figure out if you're all in or you're not. And as long as that goes, and if it keeps going as 10 years later and they're still asking, they're still kind of giving you crap mm-hmm. for it, 
you also have the right to say, you know what, uh, that's enough for me. Thank you. Well, there's a lot more to chew on with this one. Infidelity and in your relationship, how to deal with well, it, how to recover from it. Mm. And we're talking to Dr. Gans Ferentz in another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? We'll continue the conversation after the 3.30 news. been dealing with infidelity you likely aren't happy there you go but that is what we are talking about today with dr gans ference and again we were talking about beforehand when mm-hmm. you're having the conversation about you know um whether you're fessing up and uh you get to ask questions and how and someone just texted in but how long can that mm-hmm. go on for i mean s- s- sooner or later don't you either have to forgive and move on or just move on yeah so um At the front end, it is important that, you know, when the hurt party is asking questions, that the person who made the mistake or hurt the other person, that they be brutally honest, okay? If, and I'm going to get kind of explicit here, if they want to know where you did it, how many times, what was on TV, what were you wearing, you know, and not even just in one conversation, that may be over three, mm. several conversations over a week or two, okay? You need to tell them. And if they want to know stuff over and over, you need to tell them over and over. That doesn't seem healthy to me. Well, it doesn't seem healthy until you might feel like you're the person stuck there, okay? At the front end, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sense of it, but they're also trying to see if your story is going to hold up. Do you understand? I I can see it more as, and listen, who am I to argue with mm -hmm. you? But it it feels to me like those kind of questions are just trying to fuel the fire or fan the flames to... Right. You know, I I need a reason to get even madder right now. Right, (laughs) right. And that's what a lot of people think. And unfortunately, this is a little bit of how we think as guys, right? Because we would say, you know what, it's done. If you forgive me or we're working through it, let's move forward. Mm. Let's let's focus on more positive stuff. Right. That's kind of a guy's brain, okay? But if if you're on the receiving end as a guy, it's also not healthy just to bury it and move on you actually have to go through the pain you have to go through the feeling of anger you have to go through the all that stuff that we're afraid of stirring up we have to get through it otherwise it's going to stick with us and poison us in the future whether whether us ourselves because we keep it inside or the relationship if we deny the other person the opportunity to talk about it or ask about it so what i tell people is when you can be brutally honest with the person that's been hurt and you share with them all the stuff that's going to cause a fight or you know it's going to hurt them but if they ask you tell them and you don't you don't hesitate you don't soften the blow well you tell them the real I, thing i wanted to ask you about that specifically mm-hmm. so maybe again this is a guy's brain but mm-hmm. that's the only one i was given <laughs> sure um but when you screw up no matter yeah. what it is infidelity mm-hmm. or anything else there's a tendency i think to try and explain it or uh, you know just sort of soften it a little bit and say well, she was coming on to me, or, right. you know, well, you and I haven't really been right. doing, you know. Right. So you try and find a way to to first, ad, you know, once admitting to something, to explain why maybe you're not entirely to blame for right. it. Right. I mean, how important is it to avoid that? <laughs> very, 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 very important. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't want to do that, because you're, you're basically blaming the victim. You know, well, if we had more sex, then I wouldn't have been looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's your fault that I had to go look around. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's, that's not 
fairer in any way, shape, or form. Does that compound the hurt? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And it's you know it it makes the person who has been betrayed, the person who's been hurt, feel like you know again they're they're not even allowed to be the victim. They're the one that's that's wrong, and they're the one that you know the person who did the hurting is actually the victim, right? So you do have to give the give the person who's hurt what they need in terms of information. Now, it's going to be hard. And, you know, there may be some tougher conversations after that. But every time you tell the truth, every time you show him or her that you're willing to have the hard conversations, in a weird way, you're building intimacy and you're rebuilding or building new trust with that person in in the relationship. Now, so after I've said that, if this goes on, now, on the other side, on the person that did the acts on their side, all right, you have to understand how important is this relationship to you? How important, how much do you care about this other person? Because you need to care about the other person, but you also need to care about yourself. If it gets to a place where you're constantly being, feeling like you're being beat up, or there's no trust in the relationship, or there's, you know, and, and fair enough, you've earned some of that, okay? But you have to choose, if, if, are, we, are we able to build something new here that's going to be healthy, or is this going to be what it's going to be going forward? Because that's not fair either. And that's not, that's not, at least in my definition, that's not a healthy relationship either. Just because you make a, make a made a mistake doesn't mean the other person owns you. How do you hit the reset button and, and start moving forward then? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot mm-hmm. of trust that's been broken. And in a relationship, I mean, once that foundation, and you know, has a crack, it can be tough, let alone being split in two. How yeah. do you keep moving? Well, honestly, I mean, I, 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 I don't understand how people can do it without the help of mm-hmm. an outside um, therapist, psychologist, somebody. Um, it's possible, I, I imagine, but helping, getting, getting somebody... Uh, professionally help them through stuff, you know. Uh, so like just a kind of almost a mediator. Well, that's why I'd see you almost like as a as a <laughs> as a police officer, perhaps. referee yeah. in there. To well, yeah, it's it's important, and, and you know, I, I would really, and you know, maybe by bias, right? But I would go with a registered psychologist, uh-huh. right? Because we are trained, or a registered clinical social worker, or somebody who specializes in this realm, uh-huh. right? Not somebody who, hey, I got over a divorce, or I got over an infidelity, mm-hmm. so I can help you, right? I mean, maybe they can, but they're not trained and there's no ethics involved, right? But, or ethical training or standards that they may have that they're held to a standard for. But, um, you know, when you are choosing somebody to help you, it's important to get somebody that um, is not locked into a certain outcome. Because there are some people who say, okay, well, we're going to put this back together no matter what. And there are other people who says, well, they did this, so you have to split up. There's no hope, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, think, I think it's important that you work with somebody who is open to either one, right? And, you know, for me, in my practice, what I do is I say, look, my job, like, I don't, I don't care whether you guys stay together or you don't stay together. My job is to help you have a happy life. And if there are kids involved, do what's to help you to figure out what's best for the kids. But sometimes that's healthier at, when you're apart. Or in some cases, I've seen where people, because they put the work in and because they actually have to talk about stuff now, they can have a far better relationship with each other after the affair than they did before the hmm. affair happened because they put the work in now. I, I, I'm curious. i got a lot of crazy questions for you, but mm-hmm. there's not going to be enough time. Um, 
is this an opportunity or is this something you should avoid to just truth puke at this point? I mean, you know what I mean? You're <laughs> right. You, you basically the two of you are now at a real impasse in your relationship right. and you're working towards getting past it. Is this the time to say, well, you know what? Here's five other things that I don't like about you or I don't oh, like yeah. about our relationship. Well, okay. So th- that's a tough question. That that's the, and the answer is yes and no. Okay. So, um, know in that hopefully you don't have a whole bunch of other stuff that you haven't been talking about or 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 being honest about and and then everything comes up if there is all that stuff you know what you might as well talk about it now but not you you really have to be thoughtful and compassionate when you have these conversations you don't want to overwhelm the person that you know that you're talking to this is a person you've loved and you got together with at some point in your life so unless you're really wanting to scorch them but then why have that conversation at all just say you know what we're done i'm moving mm-hmm. on like if you're you scorching I mean? them you're probably mm-hmm. moving on right yeah exactly you're you're, you're throwing the grenade and right the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly you know this text uh, out of westlock and i liked it. it says hey guys relevant discussion sadly enough two things listening from a christian perspective and i'm wondering if the doctor can expand on both the power of for, uh, on the power of forgiveness, both to the offender and the offended party, and mm-hmm. what's the basis for forgiveness in his opinion? Also, how important is it to actually say, "I'm sorry for what I did"? Oh yeah, yeah, great question. So it's absolutely 100% important to say, "I'm sorry for what you what I did." Um, you can't just like bring him flowers or you know give him a massage or whatever. You mm-hmm. have to like say, "I was wrong. This is what I did, and I know it hurt you deeply, and I'm very, very sorry." The end. Don't add anything else after that because anything <laughs> else after that you add is going to just make it worse, right? Um, so you do it. Definitely do have to do that. There, there should be when we apologize. If we really care and we're really taking responsibility, there should be zero expectation of forgiveness. Okay, that might sound like a really radical thing to say, but if you're serious about owning it and being responsible it's not a it's not a transaction i said i'm sorry where's my forgiveness right and the words matter in this one as well i if i go back to another conversation we had a long time ago mm-hmm. when you're talking about apology it's not i'm sorry i made you feel that way mm-hmm. but it's because it's you're throwing it back onto the person it's about i'm sorry i did that yeah i i was wrong yeah. i hurt you yes i hurt you by my actions yeah. right and you you own that and then and and i honestly i'd say listen i understand the depth of hurt that i caused and if you can't if you don't want to talk about it if I, if you're too angry right now or forever i understand that i have no right to even expect that you uh-huh. talk to me again about this much less forgive me but if you can find it in your heart i'd be happy to talk to you more about this and see if we can work through it uh-huh. right but you can't just say those words those have to be the, the the for real feelings underneath it so you have to understand that if you like this is why i'm saying it's a higher level of love or higher level of care because you love the person enough to let them go uh-huh. even if it's uncomfortable uh-huh. for you now on the flip side of that forgiveness forgiveness is freedom Uh forgiveness when you can forgive somebody that lets you off the hook you don't have to carry around that pain anymore you can say okay you know what this person did this it hurt for a while I am through it, mm-hmm. whether they came and talked to me about it or not, whether they owned up or not, whether they were responsible or not, I get to choose when I forgive because I get to choose when I set myself free. Now, when you do that, you can, you can be free. 
Now, forgiveness does not mean, hey, that was fun. Everything is forgotten. Let's do that again. Because I can forgive you, but I also understand that you may not, maybe you're still not safe. Okay. The, the, the analogy I use in workshops or with my clients sometimes is if I'm coming and I'm giving you a gift and I stumble and I'm clumsy and I got, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. Those of you who haven't seen me, I'm pretty heavy. Um, I come down on your toe and I break your toe on the way to give you the gift. Okay. I have hurt you. I should, it's reasonable for me to apologize, okay? Even though my intention was not to hurt you, Mm -hmm. I still hurt you. But if I'm generally clumsy, okay, I can apologize every time I step on your toes. At some point, I mean, you you can keep forgiving me, but at some point, you'd be pretty smart to wear steel-toed boots to work or, (laughs) or, you know, to move your feet. Well, we do that already, guys. Do you see what I'm saying? So even if you forgive somebody, doesn't mean you have to go back into the relationship. Doesn't mean you have to, like, you, you, whatever. You can forgive them and, okay, thank you, you're forgiven, and I'm not coming back. So, but you, mm. you forgive because it's a better way to live. Got a black magic woman. Got a black magic woman. Uh, so much more. Uh, we had this text, and I did want to uh, give you an opportunity. Uh, this texture said uh, earlier in our conversation, total garbage, your host is saying. They meant to say guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes two people for infidelity to occur. It's not one person is a victim and the other is a perpetrator. A crime didn't occur. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you so much for this uh, clarification because, yeah, uh, I've, I was basically using those terms just to identify the person who did the act and the person who mm-hmm. um, felt the betrayal. But this texture is correct in many ways. Now, sometimes it is just an act that somebody does to another person. Sometimes there is something that the individual is dealing with themselves. If they're not clear on who they are, what they need, they're acting out certain things that they haven't identified themselves, so they haven't even given their partner um, the heads up that that this should be something they should be working Mm -hmm. on. Or if there's a problem in the relationship that they haven't addressed, or sometimes it's just straight up cruelty and just, you know, the thrill of it to see how much they can get away with. So there's a lot of different reasons why people might do this, but the texture is correct. In many cases, there is something missing in the relationship. And, you know, if we go back to earlier in the conversation, I was saying for myself, if I start thinking about looking around, it's a signal to me that I haven't been responsible enough. And I try to take responsibility myself to realize that something is missing in my current situation and my relationships, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So I have a responsibility and an agreement with my wife that we sit down, we talk about that. Hey, I'm feeling a little distant from you. I'm feeling this is, this was what happened the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of scared because that's not how, who I want to be. How do we fix this? What can we do? And then we can talk about whether or not she's up to that or open to that or whatever might be. But the, the bottom line is we have a conversation about whatever may or may not be happening sure. in the relationship. So stop her before she steps off the curb and gets hit by a bus. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. Prevent her for, or him yeah. from being hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it, uh, I, I really loved uh, off the top when we talked about setting the ground rules mm-hmm. for your relationship when it comes to it. It's not just you tie the knot and tra-la-la, you live happily <laughs> every, uh, ever after, as much as I think a lot of people would like to think that. Oh, there, yeah. are, there are, in often times, different situations that, yeah, you put an agreement in place of yep. some sort, what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's, a, if it's a sexual thing, if it's taking out the garbage, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Let's make sure we are um, clear 
on yep. the rules and the boundaries. Uh, Take the garbage out. <laughs> that was last night. Yeah, it was last there night. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Gans, always great to talk to you. Always great to have you in studio. Gans Ferrance, the website is drgans.com. D O C T O R G O N Z or Z.com. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Thanks for having me, guys. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.